Welcome, world, to the Sekiro and Sekiro and Sekiro podcast. My name is Sekiro. I write the games of chance on blogspot.com. Joining me, as always, is Sekiro. Sekiro, how are you doing this week? I died. Aww. <laughs> well, that's just an education. You'll, you'll, come, you'll come back stronger. <laughs> and with us is Alex McCracken of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how's life? Life is Sekiro. Aww. Is, is it? it? Is it really? It's not. Uh, life is less hard than Sekiro at the moment. Thankfully. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you were playing Sekiro, not that life is hard. No, actually still playing a lot of Risk of Rain 2. I, I still haven't gotten sick of it. I don't know how Scandalized. or why. Scandalized. It's just... Oh, it's just a... Just a I don't know you how have... to describe it. It's 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 not a Zen Garden, because there's, you know, Twitch reflexes involved. It's just... It's, it's nice. I feel better after having played it. It's like a bath. Is it you... super hard? Not really, not an easy. Okay. It can have, be if you want it to be. You have one convert. I saw my brother on Sunday, and he's like, he's like, yell at McCracken. He made me spend money. Spend money. Mm-hmm. So he has purchased Brisk of Rain too, and he he concurs with most of your mm-hmm. reactions. It's quite fun. Mm-hmm. And he can play it in front of his kids, which is important. Yeah, yeah. it's but really kid friendly. There's there isn't anything remotely anything about this game. Like, I guess... It's it's cartoony violence. Yeah. yeah. The good kind. <laughs> One of the characters is kind of pear-shaped, but in a realistic way. That's the kind of homicide we can all enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> the Bugs Bunny homicide. Shotgun to the face. It just mm-hmm. turned his bill around. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Damn Wabbit sensors. season. Duck season. <laughs> now fire. <laughs> oh, the glasses. <clears throat> I got uh, I got sent another freaking uh, review code. Here's yeah, the thing. Nice. Okay, so I, I guess I never even talked about it, but uh, the listeners might notice that I t- said I was going to post a review at the end of the month on, in March, and then I never did. What that was going to be for was um, was an indie game on Switch. It's it's a little puzzler called um, uh, She yeah. Remembered Butterflies okay. is what it's called. And I, I never wrote a review on the blog because I would not have said great things about it. Mm. Um, and it's not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad. We Remember Butterflies is all hand-drawn. The aesthetics are quite nice, but they're also not really interesting. Mm. And the deal is you've got a little hmm, – how to put it? Okay. Do you remember those weird little things that followed around uh, the guy in Pikmin? Yes. Yeah, the Pikmin themselves. Yeah. They're kind of like Pikmin, but there's no more than, let's say, five on a stage. And you just rotate through the ones that are available with, like, the shoulder buttons. And whichever one you've picked will just hop up on its little legs, and now you can push it around mm-hmm. and uh, and wander around. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get all your little Pikmin thing on these little flowers at the edge of every level. There's one flower for every one of your little Pikmin dudes. And they're not called Pikmin. I'm not looking it up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not worth that much effort. <laughs> The puzzle aspect of it is a blue Pikmin thing can walk over a blue bridge. A red one cannot. But if a blue one swallows a red one, it becomes purple. And it can then spit out the red one to become a blue again. And that purple one has some blue in it, so it can walk across the bridge. Interesting. Um, there are color gates, which will not, per- which will not permit one of the colors to go through. So a red one can go through, a blue one can't go through a, a blue gate, but, a, and a purple one will also be blocked because it's got blue in it. So there's a bunch of little rules to what can go through what and, and what can't. And although that's kind of clear, the answer to getting through these levels 
is never was never fun for me to discover. It was always like, what the fuck is like, what is the answer? I can't. <laughs> God damn it! And I did actually break down and go and look through walkthroughs for like three of the levels. I think I played about forty almost, wow. which is pretty much the entire game from what it says. It says over forty levels, so I imagine there's like forty five, and I yeah. got near the end. Um. But, like, I, I've played puzzle games where it was, like, it, it felt cool to get the answer. You felt cool about it. You know what the best example is? Portal. Portal 2. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally the best example of an excellent puzzle game. And this is not that. This is this is a real brain teaser. This is a sit there in, like, a zen garden and get super frustrated game. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to play The Witness. Yeah, that's what this was to me. Well, plus I didn't want to support John Blow. Yeah, fuck that weirdo. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um... And then when I got to this point, about 40 levels in, then the game just crashed. Mm. And, uh, I forget, I, for, I forget if it crashed and halted my progress or crashed and then I had to replay it or something, but it was just like, okay, there's no patch for it. I waited until after release to see if there was a patch. There wasn't. Which reminds me, speaking of patches, you know who posted on Twitter like 10 days after I bought uh, the new Galaxy on Switch and said, we hear that some people are having some crash problems. Don't worry, we're looking into this. It was like a, two weeks later that they that they finally acknowledged that there were problems and said they were going to do a patch. At that point, I realized, holy shit, I'm still following 17-bit on Twitter, and I resolved that right away. <laughs> they have been cast aside for good. Yes. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. So, did you produce a review for the person who gave you the code for this Butterflies game? No, that's the thing, which is what weirds me out, because today she sent me a thing for Valhalla, which is um, a cyberpunk bartending action game. Okay. You guys have never heard of Valhalla? Are you kidding me? No. Okay, so it, it's spelled va one one space uh, okay. hall space or dash a so it's like all like cyberpunk and you like you're like the bartender in a cyberpunk world and people come up to you and have their and have their problems and you explore the world and solve people's problems by pouring them the perfect uh, uh martini i guess it sounds much more interesting than the last game yeah and uh but do they just want me to switch review key yeah, would you like to key to review? Please let me know. Yeah, so I could get a review key for Valhalla, <laughs> I guess. I, 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 I probably should just maintain the relationship because maybe they'll send me a key for a good game one day. That sounds like a fun premise. It, yeah, no, it's, it's a neat idea. I just don't know how much patience I would have for a pixel art first person narrative puzzle game on Switch. Uh, it depends on the story. It, it might. could be really good. I have to excuse myself for a moment. I'll be right back. Yes, sir. It could be absolute generic cyberpunk, though. Yeah, and the title doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence. That's pretty obnoxious. That kind of leet speak went out, what, ten years ago? Not even that. Like, it's just irritating. Yeah, it was played out, like, a while ago. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about Walking Dead without chance here. So, I did finish Walking Dead the final season. After that... I started up Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, I am not one of those crazy people that actually put any effort into following the Kingdom Hearts story. Because good luck with that. You need, like, yeah. a PhD. And also because I, I played Kingdom Hearts 1, I played Kingdom Hearts 2, and I think I attempted one of the handheld ones. Um, but there's, like, six games in there, plus re-releases of 1 and 2 with extra stuff. Oh. It, it's the, the, the story is an absolute mess when it could have been... Something as simple as, hey, here's these Squaresoft guys running around in Disney movies. Which is all you need. So You don't need a pie chart to explain these things. No, no. 
And, and Kingdom Hearts 3 seemed to be at least somewhat aware of this and included a six-part, the story is so far, What is series what of videos. six-part? Like, how many minutes is that? Uh, e- each one's only like three or four minutes. But still, yeah. it, it's, it's a good, you know, 20, 25 minutes of story recap that you can watch before starting Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm like, well, okay, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out on the PlayStation 2. Um, perhaps I should watch this to at least get some idea of what's going on. It's so interesting watched, to see how far we've come. But, yeah, uh, so I watched all six of them, and yeah, and yeah they, they did made some effort to clean up some of the cinematics, but I mean, cinematics oh in the PlayStation 2 era don't look as good as real-time stuff does now. I'm honestly shocked at how good Final Fantasy IX are still kind of okay. Yeah. But, so I watched these. I watched all six of them. And I have less of an idea of what's going on now than I did before. That's oh, called shit storytelling. I, yeah. I have a bunch of questions about this. Okay. We, 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 I started with Kingdom Hearts 3 because I, I, I wanted to talk about the more important game while you were here. Okay. Um, uh, no, King, Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, so this, this, what happened in the last Kingdom Hearts games, six-episode miniseries, is this built into the game? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's like there's a menu that you can go into and just watch this and it, it takes you through, but it doesn't say what's from what game. Mm-hmm. E- each, each chapter has a name like Dawn or Darkness. Watch us suck the fun out of Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and each one is like a little snippet, but they have characters in them that I've never heard of before. That's like, I know Sora and I know Roxas because he was the weird beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, but now there's like other ones in Organization 13. I don't get any of that. I mean, this 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 little six episode little primer had none of the Disney characters in it. It was just the all made up bullshit. Like because the, because the characters these. that aren't Disney characters just look like anime hair mad lips. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, the, just the, anime nonsense. They all look like like grim dark uh, Final Fantasy rejects. It doesn't yes. help. They're all wearing the same outfit. Yeah, yeah the black robes. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. But, but, you know, that, that's understandable because that is the story of Kingdom Hearts. The story of oh, Kingdom yeah. Hearts is like the only characters who are actually from Disney are Mickey, Goofy, and Donald. No, the, the, you, no, no, like, I know you go through all these other worlds, but in terms of the story that we're telling, those other characters are incidental. Those are just, they're the mayor <gasps> of the town that you're passing through. They're less important than your party characters and King, King Mickey. And, you know. Maleficent was pretty important. In I the first two. Remember that. Maleficent was kind of in charge of collecting the princesses of light. Oh, okay. So she was actually pretty important. And she showed up already in three. Um, she and, and, and Pete showed up and make fun of Sora. Because apparently they have to explain why you're level zero again. And Sora has lost all his powers. And so the first half of the game is him trying to get his power back. And so at one point, Maleficent and Pete show up and they don't even want to fight him. They're like, you are totally not worth our time. We're leaving. And Sora's like, oh. <laughs> uh, did it explain why Mickey and Donald have lost their powers? No, Mickey's gone. Mickey's not even oh, no, there. Not Mickey, uh, Goofy and Donald. Donald and Goofy? No, no. It doesn't bother to try. Here's the thing. This there's, game there's no shouldn't... Mickey Mouse in Kingdom Hearts 3. Not yet. There will be. He was barely in 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the day of sex machine. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. weird. These games shouldn't have any explanation. They should just be grand tours of different Disney worlds and you fight stuff. That's what they should be. Stop trying to be so smart and just be fan service the game. Because that's what these the are. Word. No, but people take these super serious. Yeah, they're idiots. They no, should they... No, they're no, they're not okay, idiots. There, well. that's that's harsh because I don't care. No but, gamer is an idiot. No, but well, or at least not for being a gamer or for loving games. <laughs> um, but 
Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. How's the, 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 the amount of effort it would take to have any of this make any sense seems inordinate. But here's the thing. To run around and whack Heartless, it's still pretty fun. Hmm. Visually, it's super sharp. It looks really good. Um, it's running probably on 4K on Xbox One X. It's a, a reasonably solid 30 frames per second. It dips once in a while. Um, combat is just, it's just crazy because you'll be fighting along and there's like, press Y to do this. You press Y to do this and suddenly like you're on a ride from Disney World, like yeah. the teacups or a pirate ship swinging back and forth and it's just pyrotechnics, just stuff blowing up everywhere. Uh, I've only fought one boss so far, but it was a titan uh, in, on Mount Olympus throwing these boulders at you and it looks pretty cool. That The best parts of the first two games were the insane boss encounters, the boss fights. Um, in, in one of them, I think it was two, you fight Chernabog from... Um, Night on Bald Mountain. Yes, thank you. And it's just a kick-ass, amazing fight. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here for the story. I'm here to see, okay, how is Hades? How are we going to fight Hades? What's the Tron level going to be? Well, who's the bad guy in the Toy Story level? So for that, I'm sure it'll be fine. But, but every time I try to like wrap my head around the, what's going on, I get dumber. It just pulls intelligence out of me. It's bad. It's just, ugh. I don't that know. sucks. Insipid is the word. Insipid, yeah, thank you. That insipid's the right word. It's, 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 for me, it's there for the pretty pictures, and it, it will do that. I just hope it's not the 60 hour epic, which it probably is. It's probably closer to 35. That'll, that, that would be fine. I would be fine with that, because I have no desire to collect every little thing. I just want to kind of see the worlds and see what it looks like. Yeah, no action RPG gets over 30 hours without cutting a lot of corners. Mm, true. I've noticed. Mm. I'm sure so there's an exception to that, but for, for well, yeah, any part. any Souls game, what I would call those more RPGs. It's an action RPG. Yeah, it's an action RPG. Okay, those count. There's no way a Souls game is not an action RPG. That's true. That's true. Where, where's the fucking turd-based combat in Souls? <laughs> it's kind of got it. Well, it's you're right. And yeah, you, don't you, even, you, don't even. You can't, you okay, can't argue that you can't argue you that it's argue not an action. That Souls are rhythm games. I saw um, that tweet. I don't believe. Yeah, it. yeah, I saw that tweet too. Um, you like that tweet? That's how I found it. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's a bad way of trying to explain it to someone. Yeah, I don't, that, it's not. That's a like perfect that, analogy, that's like yeah because because these songs change mid song, <laughs> like mid bar. It's not really a song. You can't really tell if the pitch is changing. Exactly. It's like trying to yeah. play Guitar Hero for Tool. It just doesn't work because suddenly think, you're in yeah. seven five and you know your your hands are falling off. It's mm. more like Tetris. Uh yeah, I th- well, t- Tetris wouldn't be a bad example. Like, um, like, like the auditory element isn't that important, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, mm. but but it is important. But what's important is the visual thing. And what took me forever to realize about Sekiro, uh, just just one little thing is that there are three kinds of unblockable attacks. There's a grab, um, a thrust, and a sweep. A sweep, yeah. The enemy will always put its weapon to your right when it's a sweep. It will always put its weapon to your left when it's a thrust. Easy. Easy. I'm going to, in fact, I uploaded a video last night. It's only on the Penny Arcade forums right now, but I'm probably going to do a post that spoils a bunch of the bosses. The final boss has a bunch of moves where they do a sweep that hits like, uh, and it's not even like an an unblockable sweep. You could block it, but it's so powerful that you don't want to take the posture hit in case you don't parry perfectly and what what i do when he does it like he draws all this power into him and i walk up to him and he's about to unleash it and i leap up in the air and he unleashes it and i jump off his head 
and then land beside him and keep on hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But I'm sorry. So, so you finished it. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm done King, with Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. I'm, no, I'm done talking about Kingdom Hearts oh. 3. I, I've only played it for like two hours. I'm still in Mon Olympus. I'll have more to say next week. I have defeated the final boss of Sekiro. Ah. Is oh. it a satisfying ending, or is it pointing to buy my DLC in six months? Um, No, it's... Well, it's certainly... Okay, well, every, every ending... Not every ending. This this is the ending that kind of leads it open, leaves it open for further adventures. Is the one I okay. got. Okay, I got I got what's generally considered to be the true ending because, of course, I looked up how to get it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and is also kind of part of the Souls game experience. Yes, and uh, and it was kind of complicated. It wasn't too bad, but. Um, did you have to like backtrack and redo things to get this ending, or was it, um, or were the choices relatively close to the end? No, no, no. They, these are cho- well. Okay, actually, everything I read told me that you have to do this and this and this well prior to this point, or else it won't work. And that was all superstition. They were wrong. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, like, Brom would not back you into a corner like that. No, there's all kinds of corners. And in fact, yeah. this is a game that can end a third of the way through if you let it. Oh. Um, and that- what I kind of want to do is spoil the shit out of the story. To I explain don't want you that. To, do that. to explain that. Just yet. Okay. Okay. Um, but there, there's a point. Um, if if one is to consider the Genichiro fight, um, the the end of Act One, and there's three acts. Yeah, I've been fine with anything like halfway through, even. Okay. If, if one is to consider the, have you fought Genichiro yet? I haven't. Okay. I'm still if, pretty. I'm still pretty stuck. If one is to, what are you stuck at? Um, the bull. I just can't parry the bull. Oh. Um, well, yeah. w- one thing that a bunch of people would suggest is running to its left mm. and getting behind it and hitting it in the butt. And that, that's actually the, quite the, effective. Yeah, the butt's a good spot, yeah. Yeah, that's actually quite effective, I found. Yeah. But uh, but I was always ready with a parry in case, you know, it kind of got away from me. Anyway. Yeah. But the bull is a, uh, the bull is a good boss to, to kind of beat first. Uh, beat the bull, then maybe go beat Matt Lady Butterfly, then go deal with Genichiro and the mini bosses around Genichiro. Anyway. What is Genichiro? Uh, Genichiro is the, is the boss that ends the first act of the game. Okay. Then, once you beat Genichiro, at that point, it's like, now, welcome to Sekiro, and the world just explodes. Oh, holy crap. Now you have, like, seven different routes you can check out if you want to. Ooh. Yes. And, and it, it is so really... So it's like, here's Majula. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, crap. it's... Yeah. And you, you were on a very linear path. You only have two directions you can go prior to Genichiro, and one of those directions is an alt, is a is a little um, optional thing that you don't even have to do. You don't have to do Harada. So that's just the tutorial. That's right. You're Good still guy. on the tutorial, man. Man, <laughs> I love these guys so much. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not even out of the uh, the Undead Burg, or the Undead Asylum yet. <laughs> yeah. There's so, so much game in there, holy shit. There's a ton. There's like, my, my clock says 60 hours. Um for that, for that finished game. Anyway, so once you kind of go out into the world and do a bunch of shit, um, I think you have to like clear. It's either two or three zones. You, you gotta, you gotta do some shit, and it takes a while. It takes a while to do, and then, and then there's another boss encounter, and this boss encounter gives you a choice, and it's kind of a choice of who you're going to stay loyal to. And um, for most people, I think the choice would be obvious. But if you decide that your Sekiro is kind of a dick, um, you can just make a choice and then basically fight a version of the final boss right then and there. And the boss that you're going to fight there changes. 
And so instead of fighting one boss, you fight this other, I think it's like a three-tier boss fight, if you do that choice. And then that's it. Game over. Congratulations, you win. Hmm. If you make the honorable choice, there is a further third of the game yet to play. Once you get to the end of the game, additional optional boss fights open up, and some of them are really hard to find. Like, you have to go around and eavesdrop on a bunch of people a bunch of times in order just to get the information you need to acquire an item, or for the game to let you acquire an item with which you can then go challenge this other optional boss, who is ridiculously hard. And I, I didn't I didn't uh, spend too long trying that. There's another optional boss that is like a straight-up Souls boss. It's a straight-up Bloodborne boss. It is a big, beastly thing with gigantic attacks, but it's in Sekiro, so it's hard to determine what you need to do to defend against it. And I didn't spend too much with that guy either. So I went to the final boss. I'm pretty sure the final boss is actually harder than either of those guys. Because so you, you might be able to go back and take care of these other two, is what you're saying. I think so, and, okay. and, I'm, and I'm kind of interested to try. But um, when I, I got to the final boss, I think it was on Saturday night? Several days ago. I got to the bus several days ago, and it was very late. And I tried it once, I was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. I'm yeah. trying to be hitting the old a very tired trail. And I just yeah. set it and I just set it aside and I walked away. And at the time I was really kind of interested in going back to the beginning of the game and trying the beginning of the game with the skills that I have now. Just like my own skill at the game, I mean. And so I started up a new game and then I suddenly realized that oh my god, what if there's only one save file and what if I just started this new game and destroyed my oh. old save file? Whoops. So I like immediately quit the game. And didn't actually look again until the next day. Because oh. I was, again, very tired. And then I booted it up, very scared. But no, there's two save files, thank God. Okay. So the next night, I just tried the early game. But I tr but I played the early game knowing how to play Sekiro. And it was a completely different experience. Yeah, I bet. It was just a pure action game. And that's, I was, that's, that's the Souls experience. Yes, and I was just kicking ass. And it felt really, really good. But I didn't want to get into like any bad early game habits, because these guys aren't defending against me. They're barely parrying my shit. What the fuck? So, <laughs> so, uh, so on two, no, on Monday night, I went and I spent maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes on this boss, just trying to learn the boss. And I'm going to, Ken, is it okay if I spoil how many phases they've got? Nah, that's fine. Four. Wow. Jeez. And let me guess, there is no checkpoint between the phases. No. No, of course not. Oh, come it's on. A, it's a, no, no. No, but, 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 but there is like a, there is an, there is a place to rest, like immediately outside the boss fight. So basically you die, you are a 10 second walk from the fight. Okay, that's. That's par for the course. That's I'll right, that's, that, that's par for the soul's course. Um, but here's the thing. This boss fight is so hard that it is an entire soul's level unto itself. What does that mean? How long did it take you to clear the undead berg the first time? Like 20 minutes. No, no, no. The first time you played it. The first time. Uh, when you didn't, when, when you didn't, exactly. Exactly. That, and you have to spend that much time learning this boss. Because everything he's, they've got is going to wreck you. Just absolutely wreck you. And the only way to really deal with him, and one of the things I love most about it, and I don't think this is a, too much of a spoiler, is there's some bosses where you have to make it a vitality fight, where you're actually trying to hit them 
um, without them defending against it. You're trying to lower their, their health bar. This is one of those fights where you're not even bothering with that because what you have to do to survive it is defend perfectly and use every opportunity to get a swipe in of your own. So parry, 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 parry. Uh, no, not even that. It's, no? it's, it's attack, attack. They parry it. You're ready for whatever they've got. You parry that. You, you can see they're unblockable. You predict it. You jump. You bounce off his head, which gives you a ton of posture damage. You land on him. You hit him again. You force him into his next move. It's, it's a give and take. It's a talk. It's a push, push, pull. It's fucking incredible. Oop. It is so fucking good. The combat in this game is ridiculously good. And so it took me that long to learn this boss. And so I spent maybe half an hour, 45 minutes on Tuesday night learning it. And then last night I was like, okay, tonight's the night I beat this guy. And it probably took me another half hour, 45 minutes. So maybe an, an hour, an hour and a half total to just learn him and get good. And then I... I you had to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, and then I, I clipped the video and I uploaded it. And what was amazing to me was I had a boss fight that I uploaded that I think was seven minutes long and it was only a two-tier fight. This one was four, but because I was so good at just parry, 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 ching, doing damage to him, doing posture damage to him, because he's not expecting you to block this shit, right? Um, just getting so good at parrying everything he throws at me and, and uh, you know, he, he does a thrust, I step on it. He does a He does a sweep, I jump on his head. Just doing it so perfectly, I beat this end boss, this four-tier end boss, in 4.5 minutes. Counting That's, the time it took me to walk there from the idol. But counting the time it took you to practice and actually get to be able to do that four and a half minutes, the, it's what, so hour and this, a half, two so, hours of practice? So this was, again, a an entire level's worth of boss fight as far as I was concerned. This was the challenge of an entire level condensed into four perfect minutes that you have to be that perfect. And I'm going to upload the video, and you'll see I wasn't perfect. I screw up left and right, but I was so fucking good at dealing with every single ridiculous thing this guy threw at me. It was just, oh, like you feel so, there's no words for how good it feels to beat this guy. It was just, it, it was a moment of just pure action perfection. I'm so happy with this game. Sounds like the final song of either Guitar Hero 1 or Guitar Hero 2, which was yeah. Freebird. Okay. And it's the same thing. Like, you're going to get there, you're going to get there, oh, and you fail. Then you finally get it, and it's like... <gasps> you truly appreciate how obnoxiously long that song is. Oh, yeah, exactly. And how all the hard stuff's at the end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, congratulations. Out of ten. Give me um, a number. I, w I would go nine. Okay. I'll go nine. All right, um, all right. Because... One of the things I've always cherished most about the Souls games is how much optional content there always is. There's always whole areas that you can you can beat the game without seeing. And in some of the, Alex, give me a percentage for like for like the first Dark Souls. How much mm. of that game do you think was optional? It's probably like forty percent. Yeah, a ton. Yes. Now Bloodborne was a little less. I'd probably put that. Yeah, at Bloodborne 30. was not on the rails, but they were. No. Like, sacks. But yeah, but it was like 20-30% optional. And the yeah. optional shit in Bloodborne was huge. Like, remember that snow mm. castle? Yeah, that's its oh own freaking level. Exactly. And Sekiro has one of those. Ah. Uh. 
Like, if if all the other areas, if there was an optional area among the other levels, I'm sh I know all the mini bosses are optional pretty much, but if there was an optional area among the rest of the levels I went through, I couldn't discern it. I thought they were all kind of necessary to go through. Hmm. The only thing that's genuinely optional is Harata Estate. And you get access to Harata Estate almost instantly after the game starts, like probably within the first hour. And so that kind of sets up the expectation in me, just like the beginning of the opening fight of God of War, that there's more coming. <laughs> yeah. Surely there was more cool optional shit like this coming. There's not. That, but, it's just that, that memory. Exactly. Exactly. But like, I imagine if there is DLC for Sekiro, it'll come in the form of more, more memory bells. Right. To access shit like that. But, um, but that's the only major disappointment, um, which kind of suggests to me that I should probably push it to a 9.5. Um, I, I was telling someone at work today that I can't, the only thing that I can imagine that might push this out of game of the year for me is if The Last of Us 2 comes out this year or uh, Dying Light 2 comes out this year. And or some, Dying Light 2. Yeah, and are somehow even more spectacular to me than this. But th oh. this is like. It's only April, man. Come on. I know. But th this is, uh, this, to me, this is the spiritual sequel to Bloodborne. This is the next evolution of Souls Combat. And, um, it's a, it's the only, the other kind of disappointing thing to it is that it's a fairly straightforward story. Like, but why is that bad? Um, because it's more interesting when you don't know. It's mm -hmm. like, well, okay, but this is not dealing with the kind of Lovecraftian nonsense that Bloodborne was. This is intrigue. You know, samurai and ninja intrigue. It's, it's, it's okay it, to know. It starts out that way, but then it becomes very much about spirituality and the corruption oh, okay. of mankind. Well, I didn't know that's where it went. <laughs> due to, yeah, due to it's actually a lot, a lot to do with evil blood. Hmm. Okay. Well, not so really. it's almost exactly like Bloodborne. Actually, it, it's, it's not about evil blood. It's about um, powerful Just blood. Power, power metaphor. that is permitted to stagnate. Yeah. And instead, Ew. instead of constantly flowing, uh, what what should be a blessing. Um, I read a really interesting thing the other day about how water is, is considered to cleanse all things and all sins in Japan. But if water is standing Stagnant. still, yeah. it becomes a toxin and something very evil. And that's what this is about. This is about um, a powerful force that, if allowed to stagnate, corrupts. Yeah, power, well, that's, a, that's a really good visual power corrupts metaphor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Too much power in one place, not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's... It hasn't been in my head a lot recently. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go there. Come on, come on. No, we're not going <laughs> to. Video games. Video games. <clears throat> video games. So, um, I did finish the final season of The Walking Dead. Mm. All right. And I cannot talk about this without giving you a blanket spoiler warning on all seasons because it's kind of important to step back through the seasons, I think. You can't really explain... talk about Telltale Games without spoiling them. Yeah, true. So blanket spoilers here for all seasons of The Walking Dead with the possible exception of Walking Dead Michonne because who really cares about that one? Did anyone play that? I played it. It was all right. Okay. All right. So, Chance, you played the first season. I did. We played that at about the same time. Alex, did you play the first season? Absolutely. I loved it. Okay. It's my game It's a of good the year. season. Yeah. Yeah. It was still fresh. It was still new. The, 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 the way the games worked hadn't worn out and we were forgiving how shittily they ran because it did still run like shit. Season one is Lee's story about protecting Clementine. Mm -hmm. Now, as that story goes along, at one point Lee gets bit and in order to try to not turn, what does Lee do? Uh, kills he cuts himself. off his arm. He cuts off his arm. All right. Yes. And it doesn't work. 
So at the very end, Lee tells Clementine that he has to sh- that she has to shoot him, at which point you begin to have control of Clementine, and you actually have to push the button to shoot Lee. Thus ends the first season. Season two picks up with Clementine hooking up with a new crew, and it's not really important who's in there. I mean, Kenny shows up. He didn't die from the first game, and he Which turns out to be pretty crazy. Which is first ounce of bullshit yep. that I couldn't take. But Kenny the, died. Kenny yeah. fucking died. <clears throat> he died, but somehow he's back in this one. Uh, Season two ends with Clementine and AJ. AJ was born at the end of season two. <clears throat> Her, his mother dies shortly after childbirth, turns with the baby in his arms, and Clementine shoots her in the head, um, ends up saving AJ. His name's Alvin Jr., and in, in when I played it, season two ended with Clementine on her own at like, I don't know, 12, maybe 11 with a baby. Hmm. And that's how it ended. Season three is kind of a side story, but Clem's in there. And that's kind of what solidifies Clementine as an actual like badass. Because you're not playing as her, but she kind of comes into town and people know who she is. And they're not really thrilled that she's there because she's kind of scary. Uh, but she has lost AJ. Someone hmm. they, they had been taken he had been taken from her. And at the end of season three, Clementine has a car and drives off to find AJ. Season four begins with the two of them together. And it isn't explained how she got him back. That happens at a flashback later. And honestly, it isn't very important, but it starts with her in the car and AJ. And the basic story of four is they come across a school for troubled youths. So literally, it's it's a, it's like a boarding school for rotten kids, and they survived because after the outbreak began, all the adults left them. So the children built their own little community, and for the most part, it worked. I mean, a lot of them died, but the ones who are still there have a mostly functioning community. They get found by a group of raiders, and the raiders explain that further to the north, there's two different large groups well-established societies who are actually beginning to build their cities back again, working solar power, functioning societies. But these two groups are at war with each other and they can't make kids fast enough to be soldiers. So this group finds the school and decides we're going to kidnap these children and turn them into our soldiers. The callback is there's a character from season one named Lily, who you don't see die, who comes back as one of these raiders. And she's still a bitch. Crazy. It's a nice callback, because she actually recognizes Clementine. She stole the van. She was the worst. Yeah, and then she shot the guy, that other woman in the face. Yeah. And when I, when I played it, Lee just let her go, just left her behind. And somehow she lived. So, a little bit of bullshit, but I understand trying to pull things back full circle here. Um... Crazy things happen because it's a Walking Dead game. Things go poorly. A bunch of them get captured. Clementine mounts a rescue mission. They blow up their boat. Crazy shit goes down. At the end, you've got Clementine and AJ running from hordes of walkers and to escape. Now, episode three of season four is, in my opinion, just as good as anything in season one for two specific moments. One, they meet a character named James who belonged to the Whisperers. Now, the Whisperers were people who figured out how to live among the Walkers and would then use the Walkers as a weapon so they could direct the herd to attack a settlement and steal their supplies. 
James decided he didn't like all the killing and left, but he has literally been living among the walkers for years. He at one point rescues Clem and AJ. When Clementine is trying to figure out how to do, how to do, how to rescue her people from this big riverboat that they're on, she decides that if she can get James to send a horde of walkers in, to send the herd in, it'll be a great distraction. So she goes to James and asks for help. And he doesn't want to do it because James believes strongly that inside the walkers, there's still some of the person left. So he doesn't want to kill any of his walkers. He says that he'll help if Clementine does something for him, sees something that he, that she, that he wants her to see. He has a barn full of like 50-odd walkers, the core of his herd. And she looks in, and absent people, they're very docile. They don't do anything. They kind of mill around. They don't attack anything. They're actually pretty chill. And the far side of the barn, there's a wind chime. And he says, go in there and touch the wind chime. So she puts on a mask, which masks her scent, makes her way through, rings the wind chime, and all the walkers just kind of turn and don't attack, but just kind of stare. And Clementine just begins to question, are they really monsters or not? Is there some of the people still left in there? Have I been killing people this entire time? It's a very hauntingly beautiful section because these are all walkers who have been walkers for a while. They're all rotted out. There's bones sticking out. They're not fresh walkers. They're like, you know, (laughs) old walkers. The one thing I'll still give the show is it takes place all of it over nine months of decomposition or something. Yeah. Like they've actually plotted it out. Yeah. Well, no, the, I give the, credit for that. the series takes place over years. Oh, does it? This okay, one? then they've abandoned that. Well, yeah, they've abandoned that because Clementine is now in probably 15 or 16. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, it's been years. AJ's gone from birth to like seven. Oh, wow. So they've been on the road for a while. Yeah. So that barn segment is great. And then there's another segment right before they're going to launch their attack that all the kids sit down in a central area of their school and begin to go through their files and explain to Clementine why all of them ended up at the school. And it's just a very organic, well-written, like, believable character moment. So those that's good. Episode 3 in this final season was really, really good. Ends on a great cliffhanger, like a, like the second-to-last chapter should. The writing is good. The characters are believable. Loved it. Now, the last chapter goes for, like, a super high-dive, triple-gainer you know, whatever you want to call it, high dive off the high platform, and it looks good most of the way down, and then belly flops in the last ten minutes. Ah. So here's what happens. Spoilers. Real spoilers this time. In the process of escaping after Clem rescues the rest of the people, rest of the kids, um, she gets bitten. Okay. And throughout the course of the story, Clem's been going through the rules with AJ. And one of the rules is if she gets bitten, he has to shoot her because she doesn't want to turn because this is what Clementine knows. This is what Lee taught her. They get cornered in that same barn I was talking about before with the wind chime. Clementine is turning. She's getting pale. She can't walk anymore because she had also like gotten an axe to the uh, leg. She's cut up pretty bad. So it's not a good time for her. She's turning. She sits down and can't stand anymore. And then your control shifts. You are no longer controlling Clementine. You are controlling AJ. And she is like trying to help a little bit because she has a gun. So as 
walkers are coming in, she's shooting them, but AJ's running around closing doors, and she they finally get it like sequestered and, and relatively safe. So Clem's sitting there on the ground, and she says, what are the rules? And AJ says, I don't want to. And, AJ's, and Clementine says, you have to. And AJ goes, but there are no more bullets. Because she used them all. She shot them all off, killing walkers. And Clementine literally just, just, and she actually has been trying to get AJ to not swear. This entire thing is actually kind of funny. Um, she just kind of sits there and goes, oh, fuck. Because she has no bullets <laughs> left. And all AJ has is an axe. And you have control of AJ at this point. You're pushing the buttons. And she begs him. She's like, you have to do it. You have to kill me. I don't want to turn. Axe comes up. Axe comes down. Fade to black. Time passes. AJ escapes somehow. You see him. You see him. Five minutes. What? Goal. Hold on. I have to deal with something real quick. What? Yes, the cat's been on the fridge, so I'm locking him down here. Fine. <laughs> the cat's been on the fridge? Yeah. Fine. I'm not editing this because it's ridiculous. Apparently, my cat was on the refrigerator, and my son has been trying to rescue him. So, what's so special That's actually about very a cat funny. being on a fridge? What's the cereal's up there? He's trying to eat the cereal. Oh, okay. All right, so back to where we were. Okay. <laughs> so AJ has escaped. AJ has escaped, and it's the scene. The, the scene where it's obvious that he made it back to the the school because he's spear fishing. And then another character shows up who they thought they were dead, and he gets they, someone else comes and checks up on him, and he goes back with the fish he caught to the school. They're about to have dinner, and you hear Clementine's voice, and she says, "What are you doing there, kiddo?" And you turn, and at first I thought that he's just like seeing her, like you know, yeah. remembering. Tyler no, <laughs> no, she's standing there with one leg. Mm. Because AJ cut it off. Yep, they've established that doesn't work. Yes, they established however many years ago that that doesn't work. No, they were... it, 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 it does work. It no, it works. doesn't. No, Lee, it... Lee died because of blood loss. He didn't die from the bite. No, Lee, Lee turned. Yeah, he did, man. Lee turned. He was turning as he shot her. He handcuffed himself yep. like to a radiator so he couldn't hurt her. He was turning. Clementine was like getting pale. She was turning. Yeah. The, the, they were too much of a coward to sure. kill this character. The thing is, I'm pretty sure in the comics, first of all, I'm pretty sure in the comics, if you cut off a limb, it, you, if the limb gets bit, you cut it off fast enough, you're fine. Um, well, even with that, this wasn't fast enough. They After she got bit, they were running for a good like hour. Yeah. The other this thing is, is this is them being scared to kill the character. I'm they okay. did not want to okay follow with through with it. I didn't I mean want to, Clem to die. Like, honestly, that's I'm too okay much. Clem can't die the same way. Yeah. No, but that's what it would have been. No, it would have perf- it would have closed the circle. No, it, it would have made been, narrative same, sense. It would have been the same ending again. Yeah, yeah but that's okay. Have, and it would have been like I, I see it coming, and then it fucking happened. Fuck you guys, you killed Clem. I didn't want Clem to die. No, I but, wanted Lee's uh, sacrifice to mean something. But he did. It would have. It just didn't mean anything for Clem. It meant something for AJ. It's just his sacrifice is continuing down the line. And now instead of just rescuing one kid, he's rescued another. You've told me repeatedly that AJ is a little psychopath. I don't care. He is. I care about Clem. He absolutely is because he was born after the walkers turned. Mm -hmm. 
And, 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 and part of this is Clementine trying to keep him from becoming a killer. At the end of the first episode, he shoots another kid in the head. A defenseless kid murders him. Now, he, that guy had done some shitty things, but he was no longer a threat, and, and AJ shouldn't have shot him. But he did, in the back. And Clementine spends the next several episodes trying to keep him from just regressing to becoming a murderer. And it's not clear that she succeeded, even if she lives. I just, it, it really bothered me that they bent over backwards to break their own rules to have a happy ending. This is Walking Dead. It, none of them have happy endings. They never have happy endings. Well, yeah. So why does this one have a happy ending? The sad ending of Telltale's The Walking Dead might have been we never got it into the season. Um, I'd be curious what Telltale's original intention was. I I, I doubt that that Skybound did a whole lot. I, these, I, I'm wondering if this is all pretty much done and it was just a little bit of post-production. Because there is no noticeable dip in quality hmm. between episodes 2, 1 and 2, and 3 and 4. Hmm. Because 3 and 4 were done after Skybound finished it off. So I, I really think they were mostly done. This is them. This is what they did. This is how they decided to end this character's story. I'm okay with it. With cowardice. I don't think it is. Oh, it's totally I, I don't, cowardice. I, I don't think it's cowardice. It's generosity to the fans who love Clem. And we do. We okay. love Clem. I want Clem yes, to be okay. But the story, this is not how any of them ended before. They could have, they could have worked in a different kind of climax. I mean, it, it, what bothers me the most out, is the inconsistency. Yeah. That's yeah. what bothers me. Because I'm not the only one who remembered how Lee died. We all remember how Lee died. That's true. And cutting off his arm didn't have, didn't work. So, I mean, playing it in like three or four days in quick succession helped. Because there are significant gaps between episodes two and three. I would have forgotten everything anyway. So I just played these back to back to back on, well, three nights, then a break, and then one night for the last chapter. So... I mean, I, I am, of course I'm sad Telltale's gone because this really feels like finally a next generation version of one of their games. It runs well. It actually looks pretty good. Oh, really? Um, it's, it's better than either of the Batman ones. I mean, the season two of Batman was kind of moving in the right direction, but this one visually is, is so much better than any of the old ones were. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same engine or not, but they made significant. If it's improvement. running well, it's not. <laughs> Well, it was running well. I mean, it, 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 there were not frame rate issues. There were not the weird loading issues that the Batman games had. It all was there. So, but we're not going to get any more of those. And that was the end of The Walking Dead. And it feels odd for me to say that having a little girl live was dissatisfying, but it it kind of was. It kind of was. Well, okay. After the way they handled what could have been her death, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate how it's like, well, we know we know what happens now. You cut off the limb, she still dies, blah, blah, blah. So he's just going to have to kill her. I, I appreciate that. But I would I'd rather Clem be alive than the rules be followed. I would but rather the, she be the, alive. The problem was is that there was no longer an emotional impact. While she's, I mean, the, the moment <clears throat> that you end up controlling AJ as opposed to Clem, I knew it was going. I knew it was going to happen, but it didn't matter that I knew because I was emotionally invested in this and, and the, the, you know, the little feeling in the pit of your stomach, like, oh no, the anticipation was there. I knew where it was going, but that was okay because it was still impactful. Her being alive again removed all that. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. This is like Empire Strikes Back without but the cliffhanger ending. This is. Here's the other thing about this ending. What this ending means is that Clem did instill in AJ 
an, an amount of uh, empathy and love for others that he was unwilling to kill her and he would seek out a way to save her life instead of just killing her as like a little psychopath. So it's it's also her victory lap in that he made that choice. He chose to try to save her life. And I say this having not played it. I don't mind this. <laughs> but at least we know. They finished the series. We know what happens to Clementine. She's a one-legged invalid who will die at the next raider attack. But, you know, <laughs> that's okay. For what we can tell, they got a happy ending. No, you don't be awesome if someone else like gets the gets the rights to this, and then the next time we see Clem, she's got like a blade on one leg, like that girl from the first Kingsman movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, AJ does say, "I'll make you a new foot." It's okay. Here we go. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it was almost worth it for those couple of moments in in the third chapter. Okay, it was still good. I mean, I I'm still. I, I was a sucker for that kind of game for everyone they made. I played every single Telltale release, including the Game of Thrones one. And the Game of Thrones one was awful. It was really boring. Yeah, it was boring and predictable and nothing happened. Um, I still am not going to say that this is as good as Tales from the Borderlands because that's the best they ever did. That is damn good. I will play that again. Uh, because... To, to interrupt, uh, just speaking of The Walking Dead... If you go to my blog today and you scroll past the first post, which is about Overwatch, and you go down to a post called Dorothy, uh, which is about two videos from this uh, rock band called Dorothy that I've been checking out lately, and go mm-hmm. and you scroll a little bit down, you'll see uh, you'll see a video called a Seven Kingdom Army, I which see that. by the White Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not great, but it's executed well enough that I thought it was worth posting. <laughs> and it's all about how the White Walkers are coming and the art, the nations of Westeros will not stop them. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they managed to ruin a Game of Thrones game, but they did. They did. They just they took they ate too much. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't uh, say no. I and they stretched themselves am, too thin. I am annoyed we're not going to get um the Wolf Among Us season two. That that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was well, that's what really I've done, Alex. Hmm. Alex, what have you played? Uh, just Risk, Risk of Rain, Rain too. I haven't been gaming much. Um, hmm. just okay. Training your bird. Well, not just training my bird. Like he's not needy, but I feel like I've been ignoring him. Mm. And like the more I put in, the more he gives back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like I didn't even have to ask him to step him on my finger. I just put my finger in front of him, and he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. We got a good thing going. That's fucking beautiful. He's, I think he's working on his name. Like, he's been, like, whispering three syllables. It doesn't sound like punchy through at all, but, like, I think that's what he's trying to do. He's puzzling it out. Yeah, because I can't think of anything that's three syllables he would want to say. Feed me now. Right. No, that's um, that's more, that's that's just a, uh, it's like a uh, smoke alarm. I know that <laughs> one. And, and it'll keep going if he's eating something he doesn't like. Okay, well, there's, there's three syllables that I, I would strongly suggest. Hmm. Uh, there's two different ones. Uh, one is I love you, obviously. Yeah. The second one is clearly nevermore. <laughs> nah, wrong, wrong shade of bird. I disagree. Yeah. Still, though, it disagree. still would be amusing. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. Nevermore. Yep. Nevermore. Nevermore. Eat my shorts. Wait. It, it kind of <laughs> sounds like someone, a talented musician using a kazoo to form human syllables. Neat. Okay. It that's is kind of neat. Cool. It's kind of yeah. like a garbled radio version. Have, have you, has he said anything yet? Not really, no. Okay. You're still young, though, right? I 
Oh, yeah, no. Like, I'll have them for hopefully minimum of 20 years, maybe, no, maybe what 30. I, what I'm saying is, like, he's still almost a chick. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. like, four months old. Exactly. So we, we can't anticipate that he's going to be, you know... He knows what buy means. I say buy, and he gives me the um the the buy call. He gives me when I leave. Like he used to only do it when I close the door behind me, and now I just say buy before I'm at the door, and he just says it twice and never says it again. What's the buy call? It's it's just eat eat. Okay. <laughs> and it's the same as like the hello. It's like an aloha, but like he only does it twice instead mm. of like a bunch of times if I've surprised him and it upsets him. <laughs> or if you had your hand in his cave or something. Oh yeah, like that. he he can whine like a dog if I put him to bed too early. Like he'll will <laughs> like, turn on the waterworks unless you give him like a raisin or something. <laughs> <laughs> can I bribe him to go to bed? <laughs> yeah, I do, and it works. That's how I got him to take baths. I love your relationship with this bird. He's kind of a child. Well, yeah, but absolutely. a really reasonable, fuzzy child that likes cheek scratches. You know what? You know what my problem with Harley is? Is he's mm. not a reasonable child. First of all, ah. He's uh, he's a moody and uh, terrified child. He's still a coward. And I'm trying to tempt him to be more comfortable with me in the kitchen because uh, Doug, the older cat, he got a... Um, I don't know if I told you guys about this. He got what's called a... Was it called a red a red patch or a red spot or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What it is is it's a little spot of skin on a cat that suddenly goes like raw and furless. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually they say it's because of an allergy or something like that. And I realized that I had been giving him some salmon when I was making salmon sandwiches. And I realized that was probably it. But just to be safe and to give him some more vitamins and make sure he's happy, I decided to get him some wet food. And I'd make that a treat like twice a week or three times a week. And so when I'm in the kitchen making supper, um, I will take out a can of this food, take half of it, stick it in the bowl, chop it up, let Doug go to work on it. And now Harley can smell it instantly. <laughs> From across the house he can. That's right. He knows the sound of the can. He knows the smell. And you can hear him running as soon as it comes. And then he comes to the kitchen and stops because I'm also in the kitchen. <sighs> and unless I'm laying on the couch in the living room or in his room on the third floor, on the second floor, he doesn't know that I'm his human. And so he, uh, today I was very proud of him. He actually got within about two feet of the bowl, but then I had to cross to the fridge to open the fridge, and that was too much. <laughs> and he bolted. So he's still really skittish. He's totally skittish, but it's going to take years, I think. But I think in five years, he's just going to be the cuddliest cat in the world. But hopefully, the, yeah. the issue is he's also kind of a medium here, and he's getting the dreads on his back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, tried, yeah. I tried cutting them off, which worked on my old Maine Coon. But these are, like, right close to the skin. Yeah. So this is going to have to be, I'm going to have to take him and shave his back. Mm-hmm. And he is not going to be happy about it. And it's going to be a betrayal of trust. And I don't know that our relationship can take that, frankly. He's going to hate yeah, you for, like he, yeah. uh, I'm lucky that Panchito liked being wet. Like, he hated bass, but afterwards he'd get to flutter around and clean himself. And he actually liked that. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for that, he'd probably hate me. Well, I, I'm not sure that Harley is smart enough to, like, I'm, I'm hoping, like, maybe if I, like, put on a mask or something. And, 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 <laughs> or, like, no, uh, go to a groomer or something. Yeah, and, they, like, ambush him in a different room. But that's the thing. But then, I, then I've then i trapped him and carried him to, an, to a groomer who's shaved him. And so now he's, like, going to get terrified whenever I bring out the carrier or something. I don't know what to, how to handle this. But I think I'm going to do it myself. And I'm going to have some marks on my arms by the end, I expect. <laughs> This will be fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? Well, I have a one-sentence or two-sentence review of WrestleMania from Sunday. Oh, okay. 
Um, it was a good show. It was a feel good show. Let's put it that way. I all the feel good too guys good with WrestleMania won. after watching John Oliver's recent episode. Well, okay, but <laughs> did you see that shit? I oh, did man. see it. Was, he like, tore it down I knew pretty Vince good. McMahon was a fuckhole, but and, who got But it was the interview where the person challenged him on it, and he, like, whacked and he the paper And he smacks his paper hand. like a toddler. I, okay, like a toddler. Yeah, I know, but that's, first of all, that was a long time ago. Dude, that's and terrifying. It is. Okay, but, but anyway, he needs to be But, but as, 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 as a piece of entertainment that uh, went from 6 p.m. to, like, 11.30 p.m., a five-and-a-half-hour marathon, the booking was exceptional. The crowd was happy with just about every decision, which very rarely happens. No, were so you it's act, like you weren't actually like in attendance. You watched this on. No, TV, no, right? I watched this on TV. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I I paid ten dollars for my for my Russell my WWE network, which I will cancel very quickly because I don't want to use it for anything else. So I paid ten dollars to watch WrestleMania, hmm. and just about every match went the way the crowd wanted, which just made the crowd happy, made people happy. And they'll annoy us later on with something stupid happening. But for once, they actually listened, and people got what they wanted out of the biggest show of the year. Imagine that. So I'm not going to bore anybody with more wrestling talk. But I didn't know say, that was unusual was, for WrestleMania. Wrestle, see, the problem with WrestleMania is a lot of times it ends up being a commercial for Raw on Monday night. Oh, okay. Like things will happen that are not what people want, but they're there to drive you know, the story to make you come back and watch it again on Monday night, which usually means the good guys don't always win. Whereas this one, every match, the good guys won. Hmm. And it was just, it was surprising. We're going to fix that in Raw on Monday night. (laughs) I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there's one, okay, just just a a brief thing. There's a a tag team, a three-member tag team called The New Day. It's got, um, it's just, it's, they're very, very popular, very, very over. And one of the members has been in the company for a long time, just kind of out of nowhere got a push to go for the championship. Not the Universal Championship, but like the SmackDown Championship. And it turned into a very much like the authority doesn't want him to get there because Vince McMahon kept making him do more and more ridiculous things to try to get a match at WrestleMania. So he had to like fight this gauntlet match. And then he did that, but then Vince said no. And he made the rest of the tag team do something else. It was just this, this, you know, the Herculean trials, literally, to get his match. And he got his match at WrestleMania. And he won. And the crowd went crazy. But what I predict is it's in a couple of weeks after the glow wars, wears off, it's how they're going to break up this tag team by putting in some jealousy or something like that. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it gave, they gave people the moment that they wanted. On the pay-per-view, the the happy like good guys won, everybody's happy, smiling, you know, bad guy lost thing. So, I am aware these are just male soap operas. That's fine. I pay attention two nights out of the year, maybe a little on both sides, but um, it was fun, and I drank Greg, a lot. <laughs> I saw a tweeted. I saw a tweeted Greg Miller this week, and the the question was, how can you enjoy WrestleMania knowing that it's all fake and scripted? And he wrote back, the same way I'm going to enjoy Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, these are athletes going through predetermined motions. That doesn't make it any less impressive. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like it's the theater of it. It's it blue, is. It's blue-collar ballet. It is. No, it is. And, and honestly, not, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm not going to pay more money, and I'm not going to spend more time paying attention year-round, because, good Lord, I have better things to do on Monday night. This is what's wrong with America, this glorification of violence. Violence can be good, though. Well, isn't that special? Fun. 
Violence. You know who else likes wrestling? Violence. Satan. Satan. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that special? So. So. Does that mean it's time for headlines? Finally, yeah. yes, it's yes, time for headlines. Headlines. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> In Overwatch news, the Archives event will return next Tuesday, April 16th, and it will include what seems to be a new map and, at the very least, a new legendary skin for Baptiste. Um, it'll be like a PvE thing where, you know, we have to, like, work through a level and it will star, apparently, Tracer, uh, Mercy, Genji, and Winston, uh, which is not anywhere close to the current meta. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, three character, four characters that no one's playing anymore at the top level, but uh, in my level, it should be fun. Man, I... I, I think I wrote the other day that my older brother hasn't been texting me about playing Overwatch, and that makes me yeah. sad. Yeah. And uh, I think I I don't know if I I don't know if I wrote it on the blog today. Let me go check. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, you said that he was playing without you, like playing Tracer. Yeah, no, no, and yeah, so I he got like a he got like a, a check from the government or something last or the other day. So I texted him a picture of it, just say, "Here's the things here for you," and um, um. And he writes back, uh, what happened to Overwatch? You're not playing with me anymore? And I write back, dude, you just have to tell me if you want to play. You know I've been playing Sekiro. Anytime you want to play, just let me know and we'll play. To which he did not respond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I went ahead and beat the end boss on Sekiro. So I'm like, okay. But I'm still missing Overwatch, but I want to go play more Sekiro. But I am missing Overwatch. And I'm worried about like archives coming around. And maybe there will be an awesome skin for Tracer. It's not going to happen, but let me have my no. hope. And uh, and then I want to go back and play, and it's just like, oh, no, the rust, the rust. <laughs> the rust is real. Yes. Uh, leaks also, or there, a new skin has been revealed for Baptiste, uh, a legendary. It actually does look pretty good. And leaks have suggested new skins for Ash, McCree, and Bastion. Hmm. Yeah, that's all the Overwatch news this week. I'm sure they have more toys or something that's available, but that's all I got. Anyway. <clears throat> Samurai Showdown for PS4 and Xbox One will release on June 27th. It will come to PC and Switch this winter. Sensibly far away from the pending Mortal Kombat 11 release. Avoid that when, shit for as much as you can. <laughs> when, when's MK, though? That's like uh, Like the 23rd. Right? Oh, this month? This month, yeah. Man. It's quick. Come out of quick. You know what? I think I'm going to... Uh... It will be worth it for the story mode. Uh, we're we're going to skip right ahead to uh, to one of the Sony headlines. The the review embargo for Days Gone is uh, April twenty fifth. Days Gone launches on April twenty sixth. Ooh, that speaks to a little confidence. Now, well, well, here's the thing: if they were really scared, they would have had a full embargo. Some some have suggested that you know that means nothing because Rockstar Game had a similar embargo for Red Dead Redemption two. Um, but with the, Sony aren't Rockstar. Sony are Sony, and you know when Sony embargoes happen for games like Spider-Man and God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn? At least a full week beforehand. Oh. Every time. Like, sometimes two weeks, I think. Um, I'd have to go back and double-check, but I checked at least two, and the embargoes were like a full week ahead of the launch for at least, uh, <laughs> at least God of War and, uh, um, and Spider-Man. That is, that is worrying. So, yeah, so it to is. me, to me, that is worrying, and to me, that means maybe don't pre-order, maybe wait for a review. It's just a good idea never to pre-order again. That is true, and well, I like the the only thing I like about pre-ordering now is the preload because mm-hmm. getting shit digitally. And but you know, with the twenty fifth, what I could do is I can read those reviews on the twenty fifth, decide what I'm going to do, go home, pre-order the game on the twenty fifth, 
It loads overnight. I get home on the 26th. I'm ready to go. But but you want to play Mortal Kombat 11. I, w- I want to check out the story mode, yes. but I'm not sure I want to blow 70 or actually 80 bucks on it, Canadian. Actually, 95? How much is it? For the collector's edition. But if you're just playing oh, the story oh, mode, you don't need that. Are they going to sell me a cheaper version with just the story mode? No. I'm just, well, I mean, because the regular basic edition is 60 bucks American, which translates to what, Canadian? 80? Uh, yeah, it's like 80. So with tax, okay. it's like 95. Wow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm parting with. tax on there? I'm Wait. parting with a pretty penny mm, yeah. for, uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking I would, I would of, save some of those pennies. Speaking of the difference between Canadian and American um, American money, I I'm walking through the office of work today, and there's there's two people having an energetic chat about um, about legal weed in Canada, <laughs> and these are these are two very very nice, very soft spoken, very polite, like fifty year olds in the office. Canadians, yes. So. So I got to, yeah, but they're, they're old people. Okay. You know, I, I like, I'm, I'm getting close to 40, but I still don't consider myself old, although most people should consider me old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and to, to me, it was just kind of shocking just to hear them talking about that. So I stop and we work in a government office and I don't want to get into what we do, but the guy had been fielding interviews all day from the media because an information release had just gone out today from the government of Canada about um what's going on with legal weed in Canada and the scandalizing thing is is apparently for a gram of weed it's 10 bucks and if for legal on average 10 bucks and if it's illegal the average is 6 bucks and i said um is 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 that normal or is that a reaction to the legal weed? He goes, yes, the price of illegal weed has plummeted as a result of the legal weed. And well, people, good. and people That's are, fine. yeah, and people yeah. are kind of pissed off that the legal weed costs so much. I'm like, yeah, but the legal weed is like all safety checked and everything. Like it's like, yeah. it goes through the ringer. It's, you know exactly what you're getting with that stuff, apparently. No stems, no seeds that you don't need. Like, well. <laughs> and, and then I said, you know what? I think the interesting question would be is, how do Canadian prices compare to American prices? And he goes, that's the problem. That's what everyone's question is. And there is no answer because America doesn't keep good statistics on fucking anything. None of us here would know what the average price of weed is by ounce. That'd be crazy. I can't <laughs> that's imagine. funny. But no, that just now that, now that that question has been raised to me, I'm really curious what a gram goes for in Colorado. I could I never tell you. No idea. Huh. What? But I'll buy a package of gummies. Don't Edibles gummies, are nice. Don't gummies make you poo? No. Oh, okay. Well, if you eat too many. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was like a deal with like the sugar and gummy bears that it makes yeah, you poo. I've, I've no, never no, had a problem. No, I never had a problem. Oh, no, maybe someone with like the, the sugarless ones. You might be thinking of mushrooms. No, I'm thinking of gummy bears. Because like gummy I've bears. heard someone who, I've never, I've never actually done mushroom tea, but he drank a lot of mushroom tea like on a bachelor's night or bachelor party, oh, and uh, he had to go to the proctologist. Okay, oh, that sounds like a bad time. Yeah, not, very bad. Not to endorse drug use at all, but I have mm-hmm. done magic mushrooms, and and it was a, it was I've, I've done it twice. The first time, it was like one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life. I loved everything and everyone, <laughs> and I woke up. <laughs> And I woke up the next day feeling completely spiritually rejuvenated. It was beautiful. The next time I tried it, 
um, I was with a girlfriend and she was about half my size. So I gave her a third and I took, and I ate the other two thirds. We went for, uh, a walk of about a half a mile. We walked down to a nice kind of, uh, a nice kind of commercial district on the riverfront. And we just kind of walked around there and then it started to kick in. I'm like, okay, we got to get back to the apartment. And as we're walking back, I'm very much responsible and in control, having ingested twice as much as her. And she is down on her hands and knees having conversations with flower beds. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next time I tried it, it just didn't do much to it. See, and that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I drink. Because I know what's going to happen, I know when it's going to happen, and I know I'm going to feel bad the next day. But at least that's, it's all predictable. That's the one thing I hate about edibles. You don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Yeah, no, thank you. you got to clear the whole day. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're on its schedule, not the other way around. <laughs> so, long story short, uh, maybe stay back on the pre-orders for Days Gone. <laughs> yeah. How did we get here? I'm very tired. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sony announced a foot-based motion controller for PS4, kind of like a little balance board, and it's a duo this June. Eh. Not going to buy it. Yeah, well... Um, I'm not what's really the, sure. What's what, the killer app? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the point of that? I don't really understand. Um, not only that, but when was the last time any peripheral like this was released? Like, think about the, the, um, the, the move gun controller. Mm-hmm. How many games support that thing? I think Resistance Three. Yeah. And and I'm sure there's some PSVR games that do. I'm 100 percent there are, but. Uh, but they all make you nauseous when you're playing them. It's not something you need. It's not no. something you need. Okay, no. well, speaking of VR, check this out. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is going to get VR support on Switch. So what that is, is you use Nintendo Labo to create like a hel- helmet kind of thing for the Switch that you put on your head. So it like surrounds the Switch's handheld screen. And then you put that on your face, and apparently the motion controls just inside that thing itself are, first of all, good enough to track your head movement, which I don't believe for a moment. No. And then the switch is somehow able to replicate 60 frames per second per eye while running Zelda. No. And you think the screen door effect occurs on the PSVR? I can't imagine what this looks like. This is going to be like looking at a 480p video. Oh, yeah. This is... No. Who remembers Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2? I do. Oh, yeah. Man, half of that game is a blur. (sighs) Uh, Octopath Traveler has been rated for PC in Korea if you were waiting on a Steam version. It might be coming. Of course, it'll probably come to the Epic Store. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't care anymore. Uh, I haven't checked it out, but Digital Foundry says that Darksiders on Switch is a great port and it runs smooth when docked or portable. Makes sense. I mean, Darksiders was a 360 game. Yeah, so. yeah. But, uh, I don't know, it's just nice to know. It's just mm-hmm. nice. Uh, Loot Ninjas will be a thing of the past in Borderlands 3, as each co-op player will get their own discrete loot stream unless they switch the option off. I can't imagine why you would. Uh, it also has a new level sync system that will let you play co-op with anyone regardless of their level or mission progress. Each co-op player will, quote, deal a meaningful amount of damage. That's something Destiny 2 didn't even do. Really? Nope. That's dumb. You always have to be with people the same level. Ew. Yeah. Like exactly the same level or like when they five or something? Oh, God, that's or goes to the highest person. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Chamberlain, Katana has been confirmed for Mortal Kombat 11. It's, it's true, but it also was not a gameplay trailer. It was this weird no. like, live action slash CG trailer, so we have no idea what she's going to play like. 
Um, she'll probably play just like she did in 10, which yeah. is fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. I've got but a character. That's fine. You got your katana. I do. I'm pleased. Uh, now, rumor has Respawn Star Wars game is coming up this holiday season. Uh, I think it's called, like, what was it called? Fallen Order? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, like a screen, not a screenshot, but like a... Yeah, like the official Star Wars Twitter said, like, yeah. check us out this Saturday. We're going to reveal Fallen Order. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty hyped for that. What I'm concerned about is if it's another, um, uh, fro- is it Frostbite engine? That's Stice's engine? Yeah. Everyone yeah, fucking that's hates that engine. And that's, well, but yeah. Frostbite... Battlefield 2 was Frostbite, wasn't it? Um, that looked pretty good. Okay, Star Wars yeah. Battle, Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Yeah, that's that's dice though. That's okay. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Ah, it's the only Star Wars game we've had for quite a while, actually. I mean, what are the over under odds of it actually making out? <laughs> It'll be canceled. Uh, you know what? At, at, at some point, uh, Disney is going to say, "Okay, you guys have to release a fucking game." <laughs> I, honestly, if I were Disney, I would have fired him. Uh, okay, they they put out battle two battlefronts, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That's but it. good god, it's it, it, you had like I think Jim Sterling just put it best. It was like you guys had one job, and these two games are embarrassing in different ways, and one in the last one in almost a criminal way. Mm-hmm. So, like the, the 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 what Hawaii legislature got involved. Yeah. Doesn't episode nine come out this year? Yes. Does it? I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. This yeah. is J.J. Abrams again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it will be okay, and nothing I, else. I I, ju- I just had a beautiful thought of uh, of James Gunn doing it. That <laughs> would have. Yeah. I'd love yeah. that. As, I'd love that as long as the action was better than it was in, uh, well, no, in the only Guardian's action isn't bad, actually. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, where are we? A real-life American politician, Republican Brian Schroeneman, was removed from his role as a member of the Council of Stellar Management after the rest of the council reported him to the developer for basically doing insider trading with the information he was privy to in that role. This is for Eve Online. Yes. Oh shit! Sorry, I didn't even watch the fucking game. Yeah, it's it's one of these little Eve Online uh, intrigue things. I will never ever touch that game, but I love reading about stories. Yeah, me too. That happen in Eve Online. It's it's yeah. like this. It's like this alternate. It is literally is this it alternate is, universe going on of the beside accountants. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, good to know that if they were all in the same room, they would eat each other. Yeah. <laughs> I will kill you with my spreadsheets. Die, motherfucker. <laughs> Life is a zero sum game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. An anonymous millionaire wants to set up a real-life battle royale on a private island, and he's hired a luxury brand called Hush Hush to execute it for him. It will take over three days on an island furnished by the millionaire. Take place over three days on an island that the millionaire will provide. Um, the, he's going to hire a bunch of people to run this whole thing. It will include airsoft guns and touch-sensitive body armor, and instead of a chicken dinner, the winner will get 100,000 British pounds. And the loser? Well, nope. Well, you no, get this I, terrible, hang, terrible joke. Hang on, on a fucking tropical island. Yeah. I imagine a lot of people are gonna like just fall in the jungle and get really hurt. <laughs> you probably die. As long as they make a TV show out of this, I'm good. That'd be cool. That'd well, be they cool. need the, they'd at least need that surveillance for liability. I yeah, would watch so that fucking show. That, well, no, you just get everyone yeah. to sign a waiver that if you die, it's no one's fault. The most dangerous game with airsoft. I'd watch it. Mm. <sighs> Oh, oh, nice callback. I like yeah. it. 
uh, PlayStation gamers can now change their usernames. And if you go to the PlayStation blog, there's a link there that will take you to a site that will tell you all the games that they have tested and have 100% no problem with changed usernames. On that list is Overwatch Origins Edition. You know what's not on that list? Bloodborne or Oops. Sekiro. Oops. So, no, I'm not changing my fucking name. Like, and if I can't go back and play Vita games that I've downloaded ever again, fuck that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm Chance Splinter, tragically. That's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Not just Chance, I'm Chance Splinter. But because of kind of the unified account, you'll be able to keep that for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 6 and, you know, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, Until you kill the person who actually has Chance. (laughs) Uh, that horrible Call of Cthulhu game that Chamberlain played last week is coming to Switch later this year. Yay. Don't Yay. play it. Don't so much crap on it. Switch. There's a lot of really good shit on Switch. Like, I'm not trying to shit on Switch. It's hard to find it, though. That's the problem. That it really is the problem, is the they need user reviews on the store, I think. And uh, discoverability needs to get better, because all you can see is, like, the top sellers. You can't see, like, they should have, like, fucking Metacritic tied to every game on there. That'd be cool. It's... It's bad, because I'll, I mean, I'll pick the Switch up, like, all right, you know, I should have something on the Switch, but I scroll through the new releases, and I swear half of it's just absolute garbage. Half of it is garbage, uh, 45% of the remaining are like, eh, and, and every now and then, there's that one that you need. And, you know, and last week, the one, or two weeks ago, the one that I needed turned out to be fucking Galaxy's Switch version, which yeah. is not worth having. Yeah. Um... But you know, that's reason, on 17 bit. The only reason I knew about Ape Out was I saw it ahead of time. If I had missed Ape Out, it would have disappeared and I would probably never have played that's it. That's right. That's right. You have but no I saw idea that trailer ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's, and I think that's, that's almost part of the strategy of the Switch, perhaps. There's so much. And I've looked at, I, I actually open up and look at the screenshots and look at the trailers of a lot of stuff on that store. But I think the only time. I've looked at a game on the store and then was like, hmm, I wonder if this is actually any good, was a game called Mr. Shifty. I saw that one. Yeah, and I, and I, it's, it's like, you can like blink, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Nightcrawler in X-Men. Yeah. And you can like path around and shit like that. And, um, and it wasn't bad. It was just much like Ape Out. It was just way too two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, it was ankle deep in terms of mechanics. And it's a 66 on Metacritic, but a nine out of 10 on steam. What I've f- noticed that everything is fucking nine out of 10 on steam. What's going on? Steam? Way too, way too much has wonderful positive because steam just says like 90% of people gave it a thumbs up or something like that. Yeah. And Metacritic says, you know, all these critics gave it a score. These aren't scores. These are just thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> on steam. So. And on the Epic store, everything's awesome. Is it? Well, yeah. There's no user reviews. <laughs> oh. There's no shopping cart. Well, there's no shopping cart? Nope. No. No. I, no, I that's, actually... That's going to be added later. Oh, okay. I saw a very interesting breakdown of what's missing from the Epic Store, and it's like everything <laughs> is missing from the Epic Store. It's kind of funny, actually. So. And yet, they've got exclusive titles. Lots well, of them. I, I just lost you for a second. Who? I, you, you, you both just cut out for a second. It's okay. I think, right. the, I think the internet is against us today. Uh, yet again. So we've, we've dodged it long enough, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, now that Sekiro is done, what's next? More Sekiro? Yes. <laughs> M- more Sekiro until my brother tells me that he wants to play some Overwatch. 
and um more Sekiro, perhaps a little uh the terror maybe you uh Oh, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch any more terror. I'm but sorry. can't we just talk about the first three episodes of the terror? Because there's a lot to talk about. No, no, I can't talk about it yet. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't paying enough attention. I was just Ooh, enjoying, enjoying what you I saw. No, like in the, the the major death in episode three. Yes, I do. But well, okay, is he actually, say, is like he he actually dead? dead? Oh yeah. Okay. The only thing left of him is leg. <laughs> well, no, but I, I thought that you know maybe he, the leg just got torn off and, and no, the rest he's, was okay. he's gone. He got pushed through the hole. <laughs> Because that's what he did to the to the um the shaman. It was an ironic death. Oh, okay. That is that is the demon polar bear you're dealing with. He yeah, it's weirdly poetic. I should give him more attention. It's a really good show. No, what I saw of it, I really loved. Oh man, Siren Hines is so good. He is. He is. Yeah. He's wonderful. Like everyone's great. Um, uh, uh, Jared Harris. Such a fun drunk. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is really good, and it's um. It's it's wonderfully uh, the, the, directed. Every character, well, yeah, it is. But to me, it's it's that every character really does feel three dimensional, even like yeah. these little one off characters that we barely talk to. Like, like, everyone is just giving a hundred ten percent. Have you figured out who the villain is? Uh, pride. <laughs> no, no, there is one character that is just the out and out villain, and do you know who it is? Because I think no. there's been enough evidence so far. No, but again, only paying, you know, not enough attention. It's worth rewatching. It really is. And it's almost 100% green screen. Like some of the parts of some of the interior of the boats are real and everything else, everything ice is green screen and mm. that's it. So the villain is winter? Yeah. <laughs> the villain is cold. Oh, okay. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Oh, so I love it so much. All right. Well, All right. We survived another one. We did. A whole nother week. A whole... No, yeah, we're getting one episode out early this week. Yeah. And now more second Ahead of time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, before we before it drops out on us again... Yeah, I, I missed Chance just now. Yeah, it's getting a little mm. wavy. So, Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for talking. I'm sorry. I'm being a dick. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. Uh, that was bad energy I saw.